I don't know. I have a I have a wacky thing. If you go for want, it. if you want a non sequitur, um, my hardcore band has been booked to play the after party of a Pokemon trading card tournament at that venue that we had to take a ferry to get to. Hell yeah! Pretty excited for that. Are you gonna do some trading? Are you so gonna come across, through is it looking across for stuff? The sound or yeah, where is it? It's in What's Bremerton, Washington. Oh, I've been to Bremerton. Yeah, so gotta, gotta take the ferry. Presumably, gonna- the captain might be sick, and I may have to rub his back so I can cut down a tree to get to the venue. Yeah. there we go. Um, <laughs> do do um do uh do are you gonna enter? Like, do you get free entry because you're in the band? <laughs> can you push for that? Uh, I don't think so. And also, I don't know how to play the card game. Um, I know what? our guitarist. Travis. Our guitarist was like, I kind of want to get there early so I can see that, but. <laughs> It's also on a Friday yeah, night, not a Saturday, I mean, so it'd be hard to get to in time. But I'm very curious why we were like we've played this venue before, I guess part of it, but like what the music selection is for Pokemon trading card game after party, I'm really curious how they decided on. I think you could easily brush up on the game. Do you have any yeah, you could. Basically you just need energy cards. Like if you got a starter pack or like if you got a starter deck, you could just play. Like you just you put your energy cards on enough to use the moves and like you wanna get six kills and not run out of Pokemon and like the the moves are described on the cards. Like you don't you don't have to like know what Fire Blast does. It it says the amount of damage and whatever you have to do. I mean I would also, you know, need a deck. I don't. I don't keep those Buy things on me. You have a job. <laughs> you know, my 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 parent. My parents have many of my Pokemon cards, but uh, I never did learn how my, to play. My it. fucking mom. My fucking mom. My gave fucking my, mom. Uh, my fucking mom gave my Pokemon cards away to a neighbor because she thought I wouldn't want them. Which I'm still mad at her about. My fucking mom gave my Pokemon cards away to a neighbor because she thought I wouldn't want. I don't know why I really want to say that whole do that voice the whole time. It's good because it's breaking me from the voice I've been doing all day alone in my apartment, which is Robert Pattinson in The Boy and the Heron. But uh, what do you think? Uh, okay, so th- th- then, uh, by the way, movie's amazing. Highly recommended. What do you think Robert Pattinson sounds like as the Heron? Uh, probably closer to sounding voice. like the dauphin or whatever that he did a few years ago or he was doing that outrageous accent then to oh, where he sounded like Pepe Le Pew? probably something closer to that than to his what does actual he sound voice like, what does he sound like in tenet is he like a bit british and kind of like uh, he is i think he the tenet yeah it's okay. I'm, I'm tenet you're the protagonist and what's time i believe his name in tenet uh, is secondary character no his name is neil come on everyone knows neil <laughs> Folks, it is that time. Yes, it is once again that time to talk, as you know, the podcast that is dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television show in existence because uh, we were fired from our previous job after being harassed and this was the only job we could get. I am Ian Benson. Uh, Joining me as always, he's lift his legs up in the bathroom so that he can overhear the gossip without anyone knowing. It's Travis Marmon. How's it going, everyone? And uh, he'll wash his hands later. It's Stephen Doughton. I am still <laughs> shocked at how often I... The other day, I was in the bathroom, and a guy literally did that thing where he just talked to me the entire time we were peeing. So he, like, made himself known to me. He made me notice him more than I would have. He just that's, did that thing where he's like, how's it going? Behavior, and then he walked straight, out of the, walked straight out of the bathroom. And I was like, if you... 
hadn't talked to me, I wouldn't have noticed that you didn't wash your hands. But I did because you talked to me. You, you alpha. Yeah, person. you got alpha. I'm sorry. That's you're you're a beta cook now. That you that that happened to you. Oh well, I can't believe I allowed that to happen to me. I allowed yeah. someone to speak to me while I was sitting in the toilet and then walk out without washing their hands. <laughs> My fault. I'll avoid that next time. Your energy wasn't hostile enough. Yeah. Did you consider pulling a gun out? That would have you're been. Just, the you've been out. You've been sure. out of the states too long. You don't understand yeah. bathroom etiquette. Right. I don't understand how. I, do, I no longer remember how guns are involved in bathroom etiquette. Yeah, in America, it's just part of your day to day. You just gotta keep everyone that thing keep, on you. Yeah, everyone. At least if you don't have it on you, you keep one in the tank, like in The Godfather. That's not how. That is not how it, The Godfather is at all with that gun. Also, it's not in the tank. It's behind the tank. Whatever. It's under the seat. Uh, Ally McBeal was the legal comedy drama television series, which, why not? Let's get some more procedural uh, words in there. Uh, It aired on Fox from September 8th, 1997 to May 20th, 2002, uh, and uh, stars Callista Flockhart as a lawyer working in the Boston law firm Cajun Fish with other lawyers and whose lives and loves are eccentric, humorous, and dramatic. It is barely a legal show. It is mostly Ian a... Wrote, uh, Ian wrote that description, by the way, if you're wondering. That was an Ian Benson original description that he wrote and then read off there. It's a legal drama, sort of. It's mostly about the uh, various cast of eccentric characters who, by 2023 standards, would all be executed for a variety of war crimes. Yo, like... I mean, I like I get annoyed at, at this podcast when we just start like saying names and like not actually producing any content, but just like saying people's names. This finale, y'all, the names in this finale was crazy, crazy. <laughs> the people who appear in this finale. I mean, obviously, like Jane Krakowski is already in it, and like there's a lot of people where I'm like, oh, that's the fucking wife in. According to Jim, is that is that right? <laughs> Yeah, um, I believe so. I believe, and then we also like skipped the ten years of Robert Downey Jr. and Lucy Liu on the show. Robert Downey I'm, Jr. <laughs> I was so mad when I pressed play. I when, when I wrapped up because I was like, I can't fucking wait to get to talk about Robert Downey Jr. and Lucy Liu, two actors I adore. And then I got like a two fla- lines of Robert, of Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Yeah. and no Lucy Liu. But I did get the pleasant surprise of Carl Reiner giving physical comedy godhood in the uh, role of the, uh, the the reverend who passes out at random moments, so it has to be jerked back away. Yeah, the narcoleptic that reverend. Was, that was such a weird fucking bit. And also what a Christina Ricci, and for some reason, Dame Edna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, weird time. Uh, weird show. Uh, Allie McBeal. What did anyone have any relationship with Allie McBeal? So I didn't. Wait, but if sorry, I can, one more name. Barry uh, White. Barry White was in the. Oh finale. yeah, Barry White <laughs> played himself in the. Finale. Barry White was in the finale of the show. Yeah, the Love Walrus himself. Um, um, I no, I mean I knew yeah. about the Ugachaka baby, like everybody else did. I think Callista Flockhart is a name that's so bizarre that like it just <laughs> lives rent free in my brain all the time. I think that was a relationship I had with this show. It, it reads to you as like somewhere European, but actually she's from you know Illinois. 
Callista Flockhart is a name that should be in The Witcher and not like a character in The Witcher, not an actor. Like I would say it's really why like she can turn into birds. Character. Yeah, Callista Flockhart should be, turn into a flock of birds instead of turning into uh, America's beloved lawyer, Ally McBeal. I really should just remember the name Callista Flockhart for the next time I have to create a uh, like D&D character and just, just say it. Just, oh, it's Callista just Flockhart. Like, just put an umlaut over the O and like and like spell Callista with a Y. Like, you know, do that thing. Uh, this is Calypso Flockhart, actually. Uh, but uh, This is Calypso yeah, uh, Rockhart, uh, a uh, rock giant. Um. <laughs> How I... <laughs> I, I was reading that in a little different way, but yeah, uh, I uh, I'll talk about her and Harrison Ford's Halloween costumes later. Uh, so no relation with Ally McBeal, anyone? Well, if I could just skip to why did I pick this? Because that sort of is sure. it. Is my parents were really into this show in the nineties? Although I told them I picked this, and my mom was like, "Actually, we stopped watching after like season three, and it's only five seasons." <laughs> Like, I was like, did you know Hayden Panettiere shows up as her 10-year-old child from her egg donation? She was like, no. Like, I don't, we actually don't have memory of that at all. But, like, they're well, briefly so what obsessed with it. what is the relation to that kid? The kid shows up on her doorstep and is like, I'm the result of, like, when you donated your eggs 10 years ago. Oh. You're my mom. Sure. Sure. So that fulfills her, like, baby craziness that is the thing to find the show. But yeah, I didn't really I know was, anything about I it other than curious. my parents watched it and that it's a Richard E. Kelly show or as my dad says, Richard David. E. Kelly. David, David E. Kelly. Sorry. You're you're, compl- you're compl- combining Richard E. Grant and David E. Kelly same into guy. too powerful a being. Same, no, same they're guy. not. They're not at all. And they're both, they <laughs> both the are guy. deserving of our respect for different reasons. Uh, Richard E. Grant is a tremendous actor, a wonderful talent. David E. Kelly created... Such shows Many as shows Doogie about Hauser, Boston law firms. Doogie Hauser, Picket Fences, Chicago Hope, The Practice, Boston Legal, Ally McBeal, Boston Public, Goliath, Big Little Lies. I say, is he the Big, Big Little Sky. Lies guy? He is oh, the Big, Big Little, Little Lies, Lies guy. Huh? He's also the. He's also, in my opinion, most notably, Mister Michelle Pfeiffer. That's pretty crazy. Good for him. Yeah, they've they've been married since 1993. David E. Kelly uh, got his JD from Boston University, uh, where he wrote for a group called The Legal Follies, a sketch group composed of Boston University law students, which exists to this day. Uh, Ew. I was about to say, Stephen, how do you feel about the idea? How do you feel about the two sides of yourself, your dad's law, uh, your dad's law career combined with your sketch I'm, comedy career? I'm absolutely. I'm oh, act- Stephen's taking his headphones. Offended. Yeah, Steven's um, taking his headphones off and he's walking away from the microphone and oh my god, he's got a gun! <laughs> I, I rarely do sketch comedy. Uh, this is not a side of myself. Sketch is uh, totally different and something that when people say, and look, Skit. There's, a, the there's, sketch a, sketch there's a sentence that I'm about to say that is true. Bad improv is so bad. And when people don't like improv because when it's bad, it's so bad that you want to die, I, I never disagree. I never fight with anybody about it. I never, I'm like, yep, it's, it, that is true. Bad sketch, y'all. Bad sketch is like, what if 
it was what if the all of that but these people spent time refining it what if these people <laughs> had conversations a fair point. about what about what people were going to say in what order and it still ended up being horribly cringy what if that was the situation so sketch to me and yes when you write a good sketch like the fucking this door opens both ways or you know name another sketch that is delightful it is delightful but man oh man it's why when there's one good SNL sketch, everyone loses their mind. And everyone goes, SNL's when back. the one. Yeah. <laughs> this, I, like, I was talking about this the other day of, like, what was the last SNL sketch, like, somebody liked was, like, a question that was asked. Um, because um, there was the... Uh, uh, I, I walked into a, ho- uh, into a friend's house, and they had the, um, the Washington Dream uh, SNL one on. And I was like, this was a good SNL sketch. Uh, like saying that as like we get one of those a year maybe. I was like I like yeah, this it's one. About, it's about one. It's about one a year. <laughs> I did like really the bad. Timothy Chalamet <laughs> as Troy Sivan sleep paralysis demon. But who is that but, for? <laughs> like those, yeah, I mean it's, it's I for assume, me. Yang assume, saying, I assume that he's gay at, famous. That's different. I assume that aired <laughs> that's at, true. At, I assume that aired at twelve fifty two or whatever. Like because that's such a yeah yeah like, yeah mega niche thing. Yeah, yeah, of someone seeing sleep, a sleep paralysis demon, basically, that was Timothy Chalamet dressed as Troy Sivan doing a little dance, and then Boy Genius showed up also dressed as Troy Sivan and did a little dance, and I was like, yeah, there we go. Next week's host, the Benadryl Hat Man. Um, so David E. Kelly. <laughs> Shit, I owe that guy money. <laughs> David E. Kelly, Mr. Michelle Pfeiffer, as I already said. He decided, you know what the world needs? The world needs a a story about a lawyer, but not like the other things I do that are about lawyers. This one, it's just about it's just about crazed sex. Well, the only we do talk about. He decided the world needs two stories about lawyers at Boston-based legal firms specifically, and I've stricken a deal to have two shows out at different networks that are about that. Yeah, he was popular. The practice I don't know is what at to tell the you. exact same time. Yeah, the practice the practice and, actually was a year before. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, it was it was it was six months before. Not uh, enough people in this show um, have horrible Boston accents. Boston accents. Yeah, it, like, there's it's, just not enough of that. Going well, because Boston is full of transplants, and they're all people that just went to Harvard Law or whatever. And Travis, play with us. Who would no. you like to add to Boston Wahlberg. Or, or to Ally McBeal? Wahlberg? Yeah. I've been, uh, as, as one of the uh, premier um, uh, Apple TV stands in America, I keep getting ads when I'm watching Monarch. Uh, Travis, you're also watching Monarch, I right? am watching Monarch. When I can see I've it, getting... it's really damn dark all the time on that show, folks. Sorry. That was an issue I'm having, because I watch it during the day, uh, and then I can't see. Oh, okay. <laughs> I watch it at night, so I've been, I was like, oh, I haven't noticed Half it being the that time, bad. I can't see. <laughs> they got, they got to cut it out. Just change the brightness levels on your television, then. Um, but no, uh, the, uh, the thing I was going to say is, have you been getting the ad for the fucking Mark Wahlberg is an ex-spy family rom-com thing? 
No, but I also hit skip as soon as it tries to present me with a thing that's not the show I'm about to watch. So yeah, it's it's it, I'll catch some of that, and it is some of the flattest, most wooden performance I've seen from a man who mostly gives flat wooden performances. <laughs> so I would love to see him as an Ally McBeal love interest. Yeah, do you call I'd him love- plywood? No, I don't call Mark Wahlberg anything. I do, I try not to think about him. When do we get to debate if the show killed feminism? Let's do that right now. I don't care. <laughs> Did this show kill feminism, Ian? Uh, I think Travis is the one bringing the charges to the Travis must level this, and I can decide which as way the, I want to go. As after the editor this. of Time Magazine in 1999 or whatever this happened, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit, um, because it is the defining show of of woman who's like, when am I going to find a man and have a child? But you know. That is also a genuine thing people feel. It, it, it is. It, it, I just think that that's a very funny thing because it's like, number one, this show is really popular. So whatever was being expressed in this show was people also thought like this enough to continue to watch it. So nah, life imitates art, art imitates life. Second of all, like, oh, wait, a woman can deeply care about law and be really smart and be super in her head about whether or not she's going to have a child? Like, that woman exists? Impossible. Yeah. I don't know. Come on, guys. Come on. I mean, also, yeah, like, the is... number of couples I know where, like, the or the number of straight couples I know where the woman in it has, like, approached 30 and then very sudden, like, suddenly really wanted a baby. It does happen. It happens so much... I have a friend who's 27 who does not have a serious boyfriend who is like, I just want a baby. And everybody's like, what are you? You don't have a steady job. And she's just like, I have to have a baby. Mm, I'm always just like, instead, just thinking to myself, I am baby. Those are the things I've thought about as I've passed 30. My, is, what I have if, my own baby to raise. It's me. What if I was baby? Hi, I am just a baby. Me, you am baby. <laughs> You are an adult-sized white baby I'm friends with. In many ways, yes. <laughs> and I, I, I accept this about myself, you know? Um, yeah, there is, there is, I guess, a, uh, a, a feminist critique, feminist criticism tab on the Wikipedia page, which is really good when your television show has that. I think that's yeah. great. I it agree. also mentions the Alley uh, show from 1999. Travis, did you this read about this? This is insane as a concept of, Stephen, yeah, they I tried know that to... you didn't read about this. Hold on, Travis. That's right. What do you think Ally 1999 is? It's related to Ally McBeal. Yes. Uh, Ally is, is it like a prequel where it's like, here's who Ally was in college? Ally was an attempt. (laughs) It was an attempt to simply present edited down versions of episodes of Ally McBeal that already exist down to 22 minutes and present it in more of a sitcom format (laughs) that they would just air at a different time. They would cut out the courtroom plots, basically, and focused on her personal life. Did this air ever? Allie was the Allie McBeal abridged show. Allie McBeal Did it Kai. air ever? Did it air? Uh, ten episodes uh, aired, 13 were produced. Was in it airing August- while Allie McBeal was in season? Is, or just, yes. or was it in between? Okay, that is... Every, says, yeah, yeah, every fact parallel. about this more insane than the previous. In parallel! I yeah, wish that one of you or me, you know, be the change you want to see, had chosen this for our things that didn't make it a season or a season. <laughs> Instead of doing Ally McBeal, we just picked Ally. 
What are some, other, what are some other shows that should have done this? Breaking, I don't know. Hold on. It's Breaking Bad, but without any of the meth parts? <laughs> I, bad, no, just bad. <laughs> the bad. thing about picking Allie is I don't know if it would be possible to find the things, which means what you're asking me to do is take the first 13 episodes of Allie McBeal, of the first 13 episodes, recut the first episode and the 13th episode myself on Adobe Premiere to only recreate, like, what I think Allie is, which would be funny. What if we got... What if we got what if what if we watched a TV show called America that was just the Americans minus the spy stuff? <laughs> just their just home like life. Their family. <laughs> yeah. There's a weird inconsistencies <laughs> with their home life. There's so much weird tension, but I don't really know where it's coming from. They should do this with every show. <laughs> yeah. It's just like take away take away the part that makes it unique. I am realizing <laughs> just turn it into and, and he's probably screaming along as he edits this. This is just what Matt wants to do with every film over 85 minutes long. <laughs> also true. That's all we're doing. Uh, the uh, walking. It's all the characters on The Walking Dead just living. No zombies. Just, just no, just the... Actually, that is half The, the Walking Dead, walking I think. From place yeah. to place. I, yeah, I, um, exactly, half. I was listening to a podcast where somebody talked about watching the film Contact with no clue as to what it was in a science class. Like, it was just being shown to them. And then for the first 30 minutes, thinking that this was going to be, like, a movie about, a fe- uh, like, a female pioneer in science. Thinking it was, like, a real, based on a true <laughs> life story. And then alien shit starts happening. And they were like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. I was so wrong as to what this movie I is. I wish I could go into every movie that blind. Yeah. And, um... Uh, I think it'd be fun to cut that film. I try, so that I try really hard. I'm actually quite dedicated to going into Literally every mind. horror movie, if you go in not knowing it's a horror movie, basically has that kind of beginning. <laughs> Unless it's I like think, a first scene kill or something. I think recutting television shows that we already know in ways like that is a fun idea. Uh, and uh, did you guys have fun with Allie McBeal? Sure, it was amusing. I had fun with the pilot. I did not have fun with the finale. Oh, uh, would you go on a well, date this with was, Ally this McBeal? This was a goodbye finale to everyone. Would I go on a date with Ally McBeal? No. Would I go on? Would I go on a date with Ally McBeal? Okay. Well. Obviously. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He'll try anything once. He'll, Stephen will go. <laughs> yeah, on a date that's with why I, I realized the way I worded it. I was like, okay. One hundred percent. How no, long? I would. How long before I realized she was Ally McBeal and I needed to get the fuck out? <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait so- I mean, too long. Okay. You mean like realize what you were saying is realize that she is oh uh, a uh, a very insane. Yes, I was trying not to use that word. Um, I, I tried to use that word nope. less and less. But oh, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, but that she is um, a very um, neurotic. Yes, yes, and uh, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, I mean, whoever I fall in love with is going to be neurotic. Yes, but yeah. she's like, specifically like kind of a narcissist i shouldn't use that word as much either self-centered she's very yeah she's fucking wild it would be a t- and not in a good I, way listen ali mcfield is clearly a toxic person <laughs> so toxic but um no because what you're uh, saying is how long you would take for you to realize she's a toxic person not how long it would take for you to realize that this is the television character ali mcfield <laughs> in the real world <laughs> Because I think if it was that second one, you're never breaking up. You're like, (laughs) you would never break up if you're like, you guys. This is going to sound like I need to be, you know, locked away. But this 
is the television character Ally McBeal? Better question, guys. You're a TV character. You get misplaced from TV into the real world. On what date do you tell the person you're dating that you are a TV character that has somehow been brought into the real world? <laughs> you get, you're, you've three. been reversed Pleasantville? Yeah. If you are a TV character, you are not adjusting to yeah. the real world, and it is happening quickly. Because you you don't realize... Yeah. like It's not until you watch the show, and then you're like, oh my god. I should be there, and the whole show... Wait, we have to stop. I have yeah. to write a screenplay. Because uh, the show this, is continuing yeah. without you, and everyone's like, where is he? <laughs> oh, he got written out of the show. No, he <laughs> left the, the show. To do with that. He's in the real no. world. Oh, I'm just making Barbie again. But no, it but, stays no, in the real world. But that's what... But that's what people are thinking, is that he got written out of the show. People are yeah, like, oh, oh people why did this character get written... People are like, why did this character so get weird. written out of the show? And you're like, oh, it's because... But nobody knows. Uh, and then you... Oh, gonna, and then... Okay, wait, so, wait, 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 so wait, 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 you have a time where you're like, am I Callista Flockhart? Is that who I am? Uh, uh, Travis, yes. Uh, you, what do you want to say? <laughs> I just, just want to get this joke off that I was make, trying to make like, you know, 10 minutes ago at this point. Uh, okay. <laughs> of like, you know, you go on a double date, you bring Allie McBeal along and your friend takes you aside later and be like, isn't she kind of like grainy? Doesn't she seem like she was like filmed in 1997? <laughs> 480p. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? I, I mean, not to judge, I watched, I not to be it. superficial, but like I would love to hear Matt say, uh, "Here's Steven and his 480p girlfriend again." <laughs> <laughs> I watched a video earlier that somebody sent me where this guy in Australia um, was in a coma, and the doctors told his wife to pull the plug, but she didn't. And then the first thing he did was go and get a scratch card, and he won like $50,000. And then the TV, this is real, and then the TV channel was like, can you recreate it for me? Just like, like just do a thing where you do this. So they bought him another like $10, 10 Australian dollar scratch card, and he won even more money, he won $250,000 on the <laughs> second scratch card. Um, <laughs> like It's just this insane story that like was making the rounds the other day. And you don't know what time... You don't know what time it is, like what what uh, decade it is, but like maybe the nineties, maybe the eighties. You know, could be two thousand one. But but like in my head, I was like, I don't know if I know it's the nineties because of the grain quality or because no one looks this bad at thirty seven as this guy <laughs> did at thirty seven. But in the nineties, people just used to look horrible at thirty seven. <laughs> and on the person who said this to me was like. <laughs> like you know it's the 90s because of how bad this guy looks at 37 and was like i independently had that thought i watched uh criteria night this week it was a film from 1925 and at one point a friend leaned over and just pointed at an actor and said that man is 39 years old and he looked he looked like a grandfather it's crazy i remember it's a few years ago the stuff always comes look. up where it's like otis redding, died at 20, otis redding died at 25 and you like you look at him and you're like that man is at least 49 years old. <laughs> yeah. But then someone someone did the Photoshop where it's like, well, what if you give Otis Redding a, a fade? And it's like, oh, he does look a bit younger if you do that. I don't know. Styling. <laughs> it's the styling style mixed with, mixed with things. It's the styling and the cigarette yeah. smoke and the fact that nobody before 2003 was drinking water or moisturizing. Yep. 
and also, also like that uh the concept of like adolescence like wasn't a thing until somewhat into the 20th century like you're a teen and you're just in the workforce yeah i just think mm, uh it was pointed out i believe by jason concepcion where he's just like I want to be real with you guys. I do not think I had a glass of water until I was 19 years old. It's just like I would. It's like I just would come home and it would just be sugary soda after sugary soda. As someone who has an insatiable sweet tooth, that shit always fucks me up. Though. Show. I spent. I have like an hour. Yep. Ally McBeal. What do you want to say about Ally McBeal? It's a television program that starts with a lawyer, rightful, rightly. Um, uh, well, it starts with children her- developing a relationship. What? It starts with children starting a romantic relationship. Oh, this is right. What the opening sequence is by sniffing each beating. other's asses. Yeah. Um, right. You didn't yeah, think? Sniffing, I didn't yeah. Think- and it starts with children sniffing each other's butts. I forgot that. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, that is yep. that is. Uh, you're right. No I problem. forgot. I, I remembered that once uh, you said it. Uh, but yes, it does start with basically the idea that sometimes you do meet your the your soulmate, the love of your life at eight years old. Uh, which, hey. Which they didn't turn out to be uh, soulmates. Well, they still could be. He just died. Their rocks didn't match. Oh, did he? Yeah, he died. Yeah, his appearance in the finale is as a ghost. What are you you referencing there? Was that... Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Huh? Sabrina. That's what I thought, okay. Yeah. Um... (laughs) I couldn't remember what show that was. I was like, that wasn't Sailor Moon. If it wasn't Sailor Moon. Pretty sure it wasn't why Cheers ended the way it did, but it could have been. Felicity was a show where in the first episode, I wasn't going to expect time travel and witches. Now, in the first episode of Ally McBeal, if I watched the finale and there was a witch character, immediately afterwards, I'd be like, well, yeah, that tracks. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah a- I would also watch Moon and, and, and Sailor Moon, where all you see is her struggle with school. <laughs> the only part is Sailor Moon she's recut just, the she's slice just of life at school and arguing with her mom. <laughs> but yeah, Ally McBeal works at a law firm that she winds up quitting uh, after being sexually harassed by one of the partners. Uh, and uh, played, of her- course, by the the guy from Office Space who keeps trying to kill himself. Yes. It took me a minute to realize where he was from, but yes, that guy. Yeah, uh, I was like, is he like a Coen Brothers dude? And then I realized, yeah. He does feel that way, doesn't he? But no, he uh, he's sexually harassed Allie, and her attempts at uh, uh, going through the workplace are failed because of the fact that he is a rainmaker, which is a phrase in this moment that I learned isn't just a John Grisham novel, but in fact refers <laughs> to somebody who does, I guess, brings in great uh business to the firm yeah i think i think i think there was a there was a period of time and i think we move in and out of this or we we get obsessed with like some amount of realistic and then we get and then we get obsessed with kind of hyper real not hyper realistic like hyper elevated like gilmore or, um... girls like this yeah elevated like this 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 show is the same way that gilmore girls is where nobody talks like this but like it's a style and and i could understand why someone would want to watch a show where people talk like this and where reality is kind of skewed in a way to make it a bit more to make a point like it's like like i think today 
this plot line would have been slightly more subtle in a show like this, where, like, instead of grabbing her ass with two hands and, like, looking like a cartoon wolf on his way there and just being, like, honka once he gets there, like, I think it would have been more of, like, a little bit of a, a spank or something to make the point that they wanted to make, but in this, everything is more, everything is elevated. Like, the way that they pull out of the conversation that they're like, can we go off the record? Oh, hey... Are you having fun? Yeah, what I see is a boy who thinks he's all that. And it's just like, everything is in your face. It's all... Ally McBeal is anime-coded. It, it would also be harder it to is, get... It is anime-coded. You're right, Ian. It'd be harder to get as much uh, comic success out of this, I think, these also, days. Yeah. Uh, these damn sensitive times yes. we live in. Also, the but like the other thing about this plot, it's that he his defense is he gets to claim that he has... like. OCD and he has to OCD. grab asses, which then I believe Nurse Jackie took that entire concept and applied it to a character that just had to grab boobs. Um, I've never seen Nurse Jackie, so this is news to me. This is a thing I only know because my dad watched. Uh, but you could ask him. You only or know because your dad Obama. had that type of OCD, uh, <laughs> folks. Uh, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> just so everyone knows. He is saying a lie for humorous effect. My, my, <laughs> my dad, dad is not a boob saying, grabber. Hey, hey guys, it just just so everybody knows, my dad doesn't have the kind of OCD. <laughs> so everyone knows, my mom the very have real the kind type of OCD, of OCD. Where he has to grab everyone's boobs. If you were wondering, which I know everybody was, everyone driving in your car <laughs> I right just now. Don't be, I don't want to be. I know be you're thinking about whether or not Paul Marmon has to. <laughs> Has to grab, has to grab a tit. because of his because of his obsessive because of his condition. Disorder. But no, but no. I don't want to be. I don't want to be sued for that's, for defamation and slandering, uh, and have Ally McBeal in the courtroom representing us um, by to help argue on First Amendment grounds. If you're watching, if you're uh, watching on the video feed, uh, you'll notice <laughs> that there's a little disclaimer in the corner of the screen that says, "My dad does not have the type of OCD <laughs> where he has to grab boobs." <laughs> and then Travis's signature. Um, that's never leaving the community the note. The, there is uh, no evidence podcast. that this sort of OCD exists. <laughs> but yeah, it would be hard. It'd be a, a bit harder in the modern era to get to do a lot of butt grabbing creep humor, even though like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would depend on like how well it's done, but it, it the, the, the degree of difficulty is higher. Right? Yeah. Because like a lot of people probably would relate the, to the, that. Like you, you yeah, because like it's it's so like I think most people at least have a female friend who has either had to just deal with or leave a job because the company wouldn't do anything about the man who was harassing her. Yeah, um, I certainly do. Uh, and so like the fact that they just heightened this to its its logical extreme makes sense that this would be a plot line that they'd have. Um, but it was extreme. It was it was not subtle. In yeah. any way. Because nothing about this show is. No. Um, but that's the but, point. That's the style. Right. So she leaves and goes to Cage and Fish. Is this is there a musical episode of this? Probably. Like there is in so many fucking shows. <laughs> it has multiple people who can sing in the cast, so I feel like there's a high likelihood. I th- yeah, I think it just has oh, yeah, musical moments. Yeah. Uh, but no, what it uh what happens is as she is uh, leaving this firm and it's assuming the client or the, the colleague, uh, she bumps into a classmate from from Harvard, uh, Richard, 
uh, who immediately basically hires her on the spot. And, you know, we get a flashback because she went to Harvard Law. Um, and uh, we get, we get you know, the explanation uh, that uh, Richard is not the type of lawyer she wanted to be because Richard's only in it for the money. Uh, that's all he wants to do is make tons and tons of cash. And he isn't even that good of a lawyer or anything like that. But um, he has started a new firm and he hires her and then uh in the uh uh event you know of like being shown around this new nice place she bumps into her ex who she knew you know from being eight and they broke up and would get back together and they went to harvard together until he transferred to michigan and oh god richard was such an idiot he forgot of course the two of them were together um, but he's actually just a messy bitch who loves drama was my read on this situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so Allie is now in desperate need of a new job. And the only one that ha she has, has her ex there and she can't quit again. So she just has to let bygones be bygones as she works with the man that she was once and still is deeply in love with. And oh my God, he's married now. And also we get to meet the other quirky cast of people. At Cage and Fish, because there's, is it John Cage, the name of the other main lawyer, um, who's played uh, by Peter McNichol, who I mostly uh, know from uh, Veep, uh, as Jonah's uncle, who is there for possibly the funniest moment in Veep history, which is uh, Jonah yes. saying, I'm eating so much pussy, I'm shitting clits in front of an elementary school. Um, He's also, you know, in... <laughs> Sophie's Choice and Ghostbusters 2 and Adam's Family Values. <laughs> One of those movies is not like the others. Um, <laughs> and then we, and of course, we get Jane Krakowski as the secretary, who I had no idea was. I didn't know who, I didn't know anyone was on this show except for Calista Flockhart. I had no idea who any of the other cast was going in. Oh. So it was like, oh shit. I she knew, was on stuff before 30 Rock. I knew when it was Ally McBeal, I was like, we're going to get Callista Flockhart. We're going to get. Peter McNichol, Lucy Liu, Robert Downey Jr., Portia de Rossi, and we only got a few of those. And the ones we didn't but get. But Jane Krakowski, as a main fucking, character, great to see. What's her name? Um, Wednesday ass Wednesday. Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci. Yeah. It's fucking heavy hitters. That's, That's why like, I, I don't was... think Jenna Ortega was born yet. <laughs> no, not Jenna Ortega, who I just watched X. Um, Pretty good movie. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the movie's pretty good. I have the, never seen the, a Jenna Ortega the, project, but she seems cool. Yeah, she does seem cool. The, the, this, the, and then, like, I think one of the most over-the-top... I think it's always... I can, I can appreciate a show whose job is saying the quiet stuff out loud. Like, that's the whole point. Like, I think, I think that's kind of what separates prestige TV from something like this. And, and this is the kind of show I think Matt might like. He likes shows that says the quiet stuff out loud or screams the quiet stuff actually <laughs> more like, because like the, the way, the way that Ali and your man's wife interact where they're just like, I hate you. And we're going to tell each other that like in episode one. Well, like laughing um, and crying. Yeah, it's extreme. It's 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 a very specific choice, and I think it works, especially when there's not a ton of other shows that are doing the same mm -hmm. thing out at the same time. Uh, Travis, who is Carla Reese slash Carl Carla Simons? Uh, that would be uh, Doctor Peter Benton's 
um I don't remember. I don't think they ever actually do they get they don't get married, I think, but the mother of his child who may or may not be his child in ER played by Lisa. I love to now just be able to see that one character appeared in ER. One of these actors appeared in ER and ask Travis who they are. And he knows that rules. I mean, if she was like a one time patient or something, it'd be one thing, but she was like a notable recurring character. Okay. Other people who were on the show that we didn't get to see, there was like motherfucking Tay Diggs. Tracy Ullman, Jesse L. Martin. We did get to see briefly um, Bobby Cannavale and Regina Hall. Oh, yeah. Another person where we're like, oh, Bobby shit. Cannavales. Bobby Cannavales. Bobby Big Cannavales. Going back uh, for more uh, you know, Cannavale. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> and I'd like to go back for some more of that at 2.32 in the morning or whatever. Fucking and Rose Byrne over here. Um, so, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, basically she's this this episode is like she is losing we're watching her struggle with a woman's place in the legal world in every way because she's losing this her first case under this new firm where she's kind of arguing for a magazine's right to to defame someone smut yeah yeah um and and you know the 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 judges are all kind of admitting that they're wrong while still saying we can still do this anyway, which I don't really know that judges do. I think they tend to hide behind like we are righteous, even if they know that they're not like, I feel like they don't tend to be like your, or, like your they, legal argument is correct, but I need to make a point here. Although it is interesting uh, that yeah, he's like, you can just go, he's like, just that. go win this in another court, which is kind of interesting. He's just like, I don't want to be the um, judge that allowed this, but it will be just like, I'm going to waste some time on it. Because just because judges do this, but they never say it. Yeah. So I think like it really tracks with the Ally McBeal brand because like judges will absolutely like be like I'm gonna make this stand here, knowing that the higher circuits are gonna overturn this, but they'll never say that. Like they don't, they don't like deface themselves that way. But yeah, I mean it tracks because this is what Ally McBeal is. This is this is the quiet power. We're screaming the quiet part. How do we feel about um, her, not really hallucinations, but her like semi daydream fantasy them. things? Yeah, like because obviously that's a huge part of the show. Allie the McBeal, baby, but I think Allie McBeal walked so that Lizzie McGuire could run. <laughs> See, I never watched Lizzie McGuire, so it just makes me think of Scrubs. Um, although those are those it's day, much daydreams are very different because they like go to another like place and. Yeah, Allie is like, watch like staring at someone, watching their head expand. This is why uh, I said it's so anime coded is because they do this. In a, sitting in a fucking cup of coffee with your man. Who doesn't want What's his that? Name? Barry, Billy. Yeah, I don't know that I. I don't. Whenever I sit in something that's not water, I start to wonder. Like you know, it's like okay, if this gets too far up my body, is that going to make change? Is that going to be bad? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I have a question. You were saying that uh, you were about to say, is that going to make changes? Like you become Sandman or whatever, and it like alters your DNA. <laughs> I have a question, Stephen. I have a question. Is this going to overwrite? Was was it in a coffee blast? Is it going to overwrite my DNA? I I need to know. How often are you sitting in things that aren't water? Um. Does Ireland have those beer spa I things? I don't. I don't. I, I think I do it more in in my fantasies than I do in real life. <laughs> 
and then within your fantasy you're like wait is this bad that i'm in this i don't know milk am i going to become more coffee than man It's so brutal. Like, it's like, it's the same, it's the same thing where if I'm in a relationship and I have a sex dream, I'm like, oh no, I'm cheating on my partner. Like, it's exactly like that. Where if, if I, if I'm having a little fantasy about whatever, I'm like, oh, is this going to affect the pH of my womb? You know, that sort of vibe. I know I don't have a womb, guys. Um, (laughs) I was going to let you cook. (laughs) Big news, everyone. I love like, Travis. Travis is so stoic all the time that I love getting surprised. Travis face like it's one of my favorite. Like to be yeah, big, big raised eyebrows, like big eyes. Travis, big eyes, Marmon. I have a. I know. I now have a disclaimer in the corner of my thing that is I've never sat in a bath-sized cup of coffee. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Allie's roommate. And I do not have a womb. Uh, is that that's Renee, right? Yeah. Uh, calls her out for wishing she had bigger boobs (laughs) she's just like "Uh, this all sounds crazy you maybe probably shouldn't work there but you know Allie's gotta do what she's gotta do and that means um, following her heart which is sometimes a stupid move and uh, I'd say it's a stupid move like oh easily over 50% of the time I uh, come on like a, a, a proper majority wow stupid but you have to understand that stupid doesn't always mean incorrect like it's a stupid thing to do so often okay that's fair uh yeah that's that that part wouldn't trade one stupid decision for another five years of life being you know that kind of thing Oh, sorry. I was thinking about stupid decisions in five <laughs> more years was, of life. Ian was getting Ian was getting wistful. Uh, Ian, yeah. Uh, no. So, um, yeah. I mean, she. What I mean, like, what? What is the first episode? She. 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 Events. She eventually wins that. Proves she's a good lawyer. She argues with the with the wife of Billy. You know, Jane comes in. They have that good bit where Jane comes in and explains to everyone what's going on because she's been paying attention. Uh, that mm-hmm. bit always hits to me. Um, <laughs> she just explains the. I think you Vivi do love when somebody. You do love when somebody explains something. I. It's just. I don't know. It's just fun. It's just. It was just fun for her to be like, okay, well, what's happening here is she's jealous of her because you you didn't tell her everything about that, and she. It doesn't like that you have a wife, but is adjusting. And oh yeah, the big, he the big, knows this all of this. The big point of drama being that, uh, in that relationship being that uh, Billy described to um, uh, he didn't explain to Georgia properly. He just was like, "Yeah, we just like dated a little bit in high school." <laughs> went on a few dates. Went on I a few dates, which is one of the. Oh, I mean, you know, hey, he's a dude. From his perspective, maybe that was just a few dates. Ah uh, man, like if my partner said this to me, <laughs> and it turned out to be like their biggest ex, I'd be like, yeah. "Oh, you are a liar." That it was <laughs> like, like a, thir- a third of their life, almost or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it was just a couple dates. It's, it was no big. Uh, what yeah, I really and, mean is, uh, we were dating, and we didn't, but we didn't go on dates that often because you know, once you're sort of in the relationship, yeah, you're right. yeah. doing that. You, you like, know how it is. We lived <laughs> you together. Know how it is when you're 17. You just kind of go to each other's house and you make <laughs> out and then you watch a movie and hang out with your friends. I don't know dates. Yeah, we never even went on a date. You know, we were friends first, so it wasn't like we were like dating. Then you know, we were just 
together, and you know that's, that's how it was. The other, and then the other big thing about this episode is the sexual harasser guy. Then is the victim of entrapment? They Batman gambit him. Yeah, they Batman gambit him. No, they There's also the thing they where they're like, him. on the record, I would like to say he is like a fat bald pig or whatever. Uh, yeah, something to that effect. Well, no, and then yeah. so yeah, she blows up at him on the record after he's like off the record, like, oh man, I'm crushing you guys. This is a blast. So instead, uh, Richard pretends to offer him a job where he then has him say what he's actually doing, and then Richard reveals that he has been, uh, you know, recording this whole conversation, and it's like, oh, we'll win. I mean, it's not going to be clean, but who cares? We're going to win. Which, like, goddamn, apparently, actually, I would hire Richard. He's like one of those lawyers who, he's like that lawyer on TikTok who has all the championship rings and the haircut, and you're like, I'm about to get (laughs) off on so many technicalities. Oh, yeah. Big um, Tyler Perry and Gone Girl. Uh, um, Tanner Bolt. Tanner Bolt. That's it. The best TV. I mean, the best movie lawyer of all time. Tanner Bolt. What's Richard's last name in this movie? In this show. Fish. McBeal. Right. That's right. We just talked about that. Right, yeah, it's because it's it's Dick it's Fish, Fish and Cage. What do you think the Dick tag? Fish. What do you think their law firm's tagline is in their ads? Will. Get you off the hook. Oh, fuck. There you go. Damn. Got it in one. <laughs> was... There you go. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know. That just came straight Shit. into my brain. <laughs> There's really some like, lawyers around here whose phone number is 1-800-DUI-AWAY. Uh, I have been told they're very Ugh. good. Of course they are. Anyone else got anything they want to say about the first episode of Allie McBeal? Because we do have a little bit of a time crunch. Crunch. Uh, time yeah, it was fun. Yeah, um, it was quirky in you know sort of the same way, like in this very like late '90s way that it's just like a thing that I don't think is on TV anymore that I don't necessarily like love, but it's like enjoyable in the same way that like early edition I was like, oh, it's like charming but airy. Yeah, I had I had I, I had a lot of fun with this pilot. I was like, I'm I'm glad I watched this. I, I, it's nice to like understand who the Alec McBeal character is instead of just like hearing the name and being like, oh, I know this was big. Yeah, it was nice to see like the side characters as well and kind of get a get a feel for the the mood and like yeah, like there's something to especially if I'm not gonna be along for the ride. Like if it's if. Like The Wire, for instance, right? The Wire is much more realist in so many ways. So if I was ever going to watch it, I'm going to enjoy it a lot less if I watch one episode. But if I watch Mm -hmm. the whole thing, I might get kind of tired of this. Like it might might kind of wear on me. But if you only watch it once a week, it might, it's just like a delightful thing in your Thursday or whatever that you have for. That's true. I think one of the things enjoyable with the show is the weird little uh, like fantasy daydream moments and then knowing that by the end of the show they had kind of abandoned that really is one of those things where you're like, well, now you're just a show about uh, you know a sex-crazed law office that also apparently starts doing a lot of uh, female cast members are kissing each other for no reasons other than to attract ratings. <laughs> um, which, hey, you know... A lot of ways to make a television program. In this yeah, by world. then, it was the early 2000s, which, as as we know, is the time when the hottest thing anyone would conceive of is two chicks making out. Would you guys like to guess what character on Once Upon a Time, Greg German, a.k.a. 
uh, Richard Fish on Ally McBeal played? Uh, I saw this earlier, so Stephen will have to guess. Rumblestiltskin. No. We who, know who, who Rumblestiltskin. He said Rumblestiltskin. No. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. He's it's Hades. someone we did not uh, see. Is it, is Hades. That's very good. He could have been. He could Does have he been play Hades James in a James Woodsy character. kind of way? Does I don't he, know. I didn't see that part with like time. Flaming hair? Right, Probably. I'm Google once upon a time Hades really quickly. Yeah, we're both doing it r- right now. And I'll do it faster. Twins. Yeah, he's got the flaming hair. Other than that, he's oh, normal, yeah. but he do he does have <laughs> he the just, blue yeah, flaming he's hair. He's the sky, but my hair's blue. Uh, you know, they could have done a better job with the costume. Is really what I'm thinking. And uh, I did promise it, and so I will just briefly say, you know who does a great job with costumes? Cliff Flockhart and Harrison Ford. Is this, this going to be? Yes. Okay. Harrison Ford is dressed as a pea so pod. That's a, pea, that's a pea pod. Mm-hmm. And she's a hippie. Clister Flockhart is a hippie. Yes. Hippie pod. Uh, no, there's no rhyme or reason. I just think it's funny that okay. so, it seems like they were going to go. It's as not two like peas Heidi Klum and her, it's not like Heidi Klum and her husband, where like he's playing a weird essential part. Okay, here they're like hair metal people. Yeah, haven't you look at these two? Haven't you Harrison always Ford to just see? looking? This is just I'm pretty sure what Blackie Lawless from Wasp looks like today. Um, I'm fairly <laughs> confident. And then the last one, real quick. Harrison Ford is a nun, oh, and she I, is a, a cat. A pig. She looks like a pig burglar. I was gonna say like a no, Miss Piggy a pig. sort. I'm really confused. They- yeah, she's she's got like a snout, and also like like uh, an eye mask and pink gloves. I think she's pig. It's she so has a big confusing old as well. that they both seem to be really into Halloween. Yet neither, like other than the hair metal one, they never dresses the same thing. No, and it's, it's Harrison Ford. Maybe maybe it's always a riddle. <laughs> also, Harrison Ford here is carrying a rope that may or may not be wrapped around his waist. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a belt sort of thing. It also seems like this is the only thing that Harrison Ford like gets genuine joy out of in life because he presents. That's not his, true. He also he, loves getting high and Indiana crashing Jones. airplanes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he presents himself as such a curmudgeon now and then, but that's half the joy of having a ridiculous now. Halloween costume. It's like look at the. Wacky thing we put here. Look at that! Did, you, Look did at either of you see? The, did either of you see the fifth Ariana? 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 Oh no! Indiana Jones. That was so weird. No. Ariana Grande. Did I watch Dial of Destiny? Yes, I dialed in to my destiny. It's mid. It's so forgettable. Uh, there are some nice moments. Um, it's a movie. Yeah. Uh, here's what I will say, James Mangold. You are not Steven Spielberg, and I'm sorry. Few people are. In fact, only Steven Spielberg is Steven Spielberg. But yes, there Am was I? the Harrison Ford, Callista Flockhart Halloween moment. It seems like we would all be Ally McBeal curious and watch a little bit more. <laughs> and the finale, well, it happens. Yeah, mostly, mostly <laughs> curious, afraid of, oh, curious, look, it's like that the person. Women, it, <laughs> curious like the women in this movie about kissing women. Television yeah. Show. I, ex- I experimented in college like Sorry. everyone else. Watched Ally McBeal. Um <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Ally McBeal's finale, Bygones, uh, is about changes. They say uh, the word some bygones we get to... in the pilot. What? In some way. They say the word bygones in the pilot at one point. It's just like, is it a reference? But like, I went back and watched the scene where they say bygones, and it's kind of not like memorable. Yeah, yeah I think it probably just, wasn't a reference. It's just one of those yeah. things. But, uh, yeah, I so, think they were um, letting it be a bygone. 
Uh, the major thing for us, as people who just finished watching the first episode of Ally McBeal and now start watching the finale, is that Ally is... Uh, a mother, and it turns out she has a 10-year-old, which was a part where I was like, I don't understand how this could have happened. Uh, but then, uh, through uh, you know some outside research, I did my own research, and I learned that it was uh, a mix-up at the... There was some sort of error at the place where she donated her eggs, and uh, so, so a weird series of circumstances. So now she has a 10-year-old daughter, Maddie, and Maddie is not adjusting well to all of the differences in her life as she lives with Allie. And she is passing out and having nervous breakdowns. And also is, she is an as-you-know all-star because she's played by Hayden Panettiere. Remind me and our listeners. Nashville. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Fully forgot that I watched Nashville. <laughs> yeah, it's like I haven't even picked Heroes yet, but... I, I was like, wait, we didn't I'm do Heroes. I'm two for two on Hayden Panettiere without even realizing. Right. Well, I, 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 I think you realized with... That exists. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she's she is, uh, she is here with Allie, and Allie now needs to, uh, you know, really step up and I guess be more of a parent than she's been the whole time. And uh, so the only... Uh, option she has is she's going to have to quit and move back to New York or move to New York where Maddie is from so that she can uh, take care of her. Is this where we get her final baby hallucination of the show? That's somewhere in there. uh, Yeah, she has four hallucinatory buddies now and there's the baby but it's dressed in it's in like it's in a Yankees jersey now because of New York and then there's the Clintons doing pet fetish play with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do a bit of they do a bit of sex stuff there. Yeah. Those and people then, are still alive. They have been in the public eye for fucking ever. Yeah. Is there anything They're not you that can old. Do? Like obviously <laughs> like, Harrison No, I know, but like obviously Harrison Ford is like you know, somebody who the public has been aware of for like 50 years. Yeah. Is there anything that like, just politicians feel like they can be famous for like 60 years. Cause obviously they can, but it's crazy to be famous for 60 years. I don't know when he's, when he becomes governor of Arkansas and stuff. I don't yeah, know when no, he really I was makes say, us dead, dead to the national scene. Cause they haven't been that famous for ago. 60 years, but fucking Henry Quist Kissinger was and like, yeah. you know, like well, and, Bi- and Biden was in office since, the mid 20th century. Biden has been famous for fucking Famous ever. is such a weird way famous to describe Famous is not the word for it. They have been in power. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Known a public figure because they affect policy is different than like being a celebrity. Yeah. I think Hillary Clinton's celebrity moment guess, was really guess, only in the 2000s I guess I think about this with Donald Trump a lot. Because he was actually a celebrity? Like, I'll be watching something yeah. from the 80s. Yeah, because I'll be watching something from the 80s and they'll reference Donald Trump and I'm like, oh my god, this man has been in the public eye forever. But yeah, yeah. like yeah, you're, you're like with the case of like Biden, like despite all of the power that he's had in the Senate over times like that, like none of us knew who he was in 2007. Yeah, yeah, he was enough. just oh the guy on the vice presidential ticket, and then he was the epic onion meme guy. Yeah, uh, or whatever. But yeah, he was the senator from fucking Delaware. Yeah, they call him like like Diamond cool Joe. Joe. Diamond, Diamond Joe. Joe. He had his friend Jesus Worm. Christ. You got copper I still wire, reference the uh, uh, yeah because he has he appoints worm while he's cooling off in Mexico for a while or while he lets the heat die down right something like that something like that and then he was going to come to Worcester but then Hurricane Sandy happened anyway he was going to join us in school uh, no so uh, 
And that, that man's the president. Listen, Jack, I never finished my degree. Corn I want to do my up. independent research program. Uh, so, yeah, like the major thing with this episode is that Allie is leaving, which sets the stage for everyone. Like there, the two plots are Allie is leaving and Richard is getting married to a woman who he's only known for a little bit. And apparently it's because they agreed to not have sex until they were married. And they're both just so horny. And then they like they need to get out of the way because they're like we it needs to be during our prime sex having years and we're like at the end of it. And also I think do they make it sound like Christina character is a virgin? Yes. Yes. They also okay. uh, they also are like yeah it's our first marriage. Um, so they're like aware of like lawyer tropes. Mm-hmm. These two seem great. I hope they stick together in the Ally McBeal revival that's constantly being kicked around, but no development. Christina Ricci. Is attractive in the weirdest way. It's like Steven, that, yeah, I would have totally pegged you. Yes, but I like, totally would have pegged you as one of those people that's like Christina Ricci is the hottest person on earth to me because like that is like she has like re- this. No, she's really hot. She's really hot, and like I am really attracted to her, but I f- almost feel bad about it. Like like there's <laughs> okay. something wrong okay. with that. <laughs> but like I don't know. Can we talk about is... Christina Ricci, the actress, then instead? Because this you is... know she's great on Yellow Jackets. Uh, show what do you that mean? Had a pretty we talk about how hot people are constantly. I on know, this show. but we don't normally it's also fine. get them followed up with, and I feel bad about it. That's where right. I was. It like, is weird. There like, is this weird. But I don't know. But I don't know why. <laughs> like she but has a very unique it's look. Not like she has a very she's what? a she has a very unique look. She kind of looks like a doll. Like I get that that's that's certainly part of it, but yeah, there is. Like if I met this person, I if I met this person, I'd be like, "Wow, I'm so attracted to them. Are my friends going to judge me for it in do, some way?" I feel like her like, public image is this weird thing where it's like she's never been a sex symbol, but there is like a strong contingent of people who think she is like one of the sexiest people alive. Like I think that's sort of weirdly where what Stevens at. Anyway, yeah, I had no idea I she was in the I've show. Never been, a, been a Ricci head. Uh, you ever seen Adam's Family Value? She's incredible in that movie. Tremendous. I have very, I have very little Adam's Family of any you kind. You should watch Adam's uh, Family Value. Experience that movie is so good. That movie is special. Um, I think part of the, I think part of the reason age. why, and I think, I think in other movies I don't feel as weird about it, but in this show I feel weird about it because I feel like in this show she's really like male gazy in some ways. Like, like they've cast her as this like. Like, like obviously she's quick you know she's quippy mm-hmm. but like she's like she's a caricature of a woman and not to say that the men aren't caricatures of men in the show yeah i was gonna say she's a perfect um, match for richard because he's like a chauvinist pig or whatever like it's sort of this yeah i will yeah. say yeah i don't think i i came to ally mcbeal and i thought wow what a well-rounded multifaceted character at any point <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, everyone is no. exa- is an exaggeration. And then, you know, also, like, you get the things where it's like you're watching Ally McBeal and Jane Krakowski start singing, and you're like, you're just doing this because she's, she has a Tony. Like, you're just like, why not? Okay, yeah. get up there on stage, which is good. <laughs> yeah, it's very different I mean, than when she make, sings it, in 30 Rock. It honestly rock. makes me, yeah, it, like, it makes me think of Jenna, and like, if I had watched Ally McBeal, I probably would like Jenna even more. Like, just being like, oh, it makes sense. Like, no, sing? I couldn't. Oh. It is, yeah, it, like, is, it is weird because on this show, it's like we got Jane Krakowski to sing because she can sing. And on 30 Rock, it's like always a gag that when Jenna, like, if Jenna is singing, it is 
for comedy purposes, but also because there's never not a joke happening at 30 Rock. So yes. also part of it. The problem right. truly, and this is this, yeah. is, I say this with love and, and absolute respect. The problem with Jane Krakowski is that her performance as Jenna is so transcendently funny and all consuming that I can't yeah. see her in other things <laughs> now. And yeah. like, not t- like, can't take it, it seriously, could be yeah. before. Like this, and I will be like, "What's she doing here? What's about to happen? <laughs> like, wh- is she about to say the craziest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in a perfect show space?" Like, right? It's, yeah. It's when you do tr- when you're a truly iconic character for several years, like, yeah, it is one of those cases. And it's like mostly like I do. I feel like I've gotten pretty good at breaking that from certain things. Like, you know, the only ones that have really fucked me up were like when it's a child and now they're like an adult in my lifetime. You know. The, the Kiernan Shipka in Sabrina, where I'm like, I'm sorry, that's Sally Draper. I have to turn the yeah, television program that's off. That's my daughter. That's that's my daughter there. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and uh, yeah, but with or this, like it's niece. just it's just like I can't I can't believe how funny she is. So now I just think when she's playing a character in something unrelated, I just think it's funny regardless. Which yeah. is a true testament. So yeah, when she sings and she does a great job because again she has a Tony winner. She's got a Tony winner. She uh, originated a role in Starlight Express. We all love Starlight Express, right? We, do, we all course. know what Starlight we Express love, we is, love, right? We all know. We all love and know well uh, <laughs> what 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 media Starlight Express. Is. <laughs> I love we know whether that's I a love movie, every TV thing on, show that or, happens on stage. <laughs> Starlight Express play is musical. <laughs> Starlight Express is the uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber musical about uh, where everyone is a train. They're all trains, and there's going to be <laughs> a big race, and they perform it on roller skates. I'm sorry, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Is Andrew Lloyd Webber really just? Is he just? It is he just like oh what if I made a movie where everyone is X musical. and that's just what he does now? It's musical. So yeah, like, just musical. Like, it's Why just like, oh, he, had the one, he had the one and it's the most successful and musical this, of all time. So then he was like, well, I have to keep at, yeah. at that time. <laughs> and keep okay. things. Andrew Lloyd Webber presents. What if everyone was a pair of pants and the pair of pants <laughs> have pants problems? And <laughs> do the trains? Yeah, do the trains all present themselves? Because isn't that the plot of Cats? Is there is no plot of Cats? Basically, they yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. are presenting um, themselves, and then one gets to die. Yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. to descend to the Jellicle realm or whatever the fuck they do. Cats is the weirdest fucking plot. You got it all, that, Travis. Like has ever. It is like a TSA. Alone in the moonlight. Yeah. Didn't it come from like T.S. Eliot or something? Like Uh, T.S. Eliot has. uh, (laughs) Yes. Yes. T.S. Eliot had a poem about. It's a. It's a little book of railway cat and about yes cats introducing themselves or whatever or various types of cats. Is he still alive? Andrew Lloyd Webber or T.S. Eliot? (laughs) Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes. Yes. Uh, That sucks. Is he gonna make more (laughs) stuff? Yeah, very unfortunate that he's out here living his life. Why has Andrew Lloyd Webber been killed, Stephen? Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber has a musical that's uh, let's see, twenty twenty one Cinderella premiered. He also did School of Rock in twenty fifteen. People like that show. He does the School of Rock musical. Yeah, that's crazy. I just he's just my least favorite guy <laughs> that has never done anything that I know of that is like legitimately that not bad, harm. like evil. <laughs> 
Yeah, like but obviously just your like least favorite artists and rapists and like politicians yeah. that do war. Sure, throw them all out, and he's your my least, least favorite. favorite guy. Your least favorite uh, content creator. Yeah, I just can't stand him. Oh, there's a there's a photo of an Andrew Lloyd Webber cats themed Paddington Bear statue in London. I stand with Stephen now about okay, how terrible so Andrew Lloyd Webber is. <laughs> Carl okay, so we've got motherfucking just... Reiner, comedy Carl Reiner playing god. Mel one of the Brooks most Jewish best friend. Yeah, one of the most Jewish people of all time. We've got playing a narcoleptic reverend. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> The fact that he's like, no, 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 it's fine. I just need a little shock, just a quick jolt, and I'll be up and ready to go. So they give him a harness that Peter McNichol can pull on at various points, and it just he keeps passing out because he gets too emotional, because that's the thing. If he's overcome with emotions and excitement, he passes out like that. Tremendous. This also, this also came you out... You like this, um, Travis, because it reminds like, you of Mr. Bean in Rat Race, I was right? literally about to say, this came out about eight months after Rat Race, so Fucking America was really just on a big narcolepsy as humor kick. Um, everyone was into people falling asleep at inopportune moments. I'm into it when it involves a man with a rubber face just popping right back up, doing that repeatedly. So we've got, we've got Reiner. We have Portia de Rossi now. We have Cannavale, and then we have appearing in a uni- in the unisex bathroom in the office, Dame Edna, uh, the creation of Australian comedian um, Barry something or other. What was his fucking name? Uh, I was just looking. Um, Barry Dame Humphreys. Edna Everidge. Yeah, Barry Humphreys, alter ego, Dame Edna. She's just there, and I don't know what she like does, or she doesn't seem to provide anything other than to be like, hey, look. Why it's do we both know drag? who Dame Edna is? <laughs> I, yeah, it's like, why do we know our Australian comedy? I have only have a vague sense is other than Dame, after seeing that and reading like about a, that. Is, is Dame her first name? or is like, it like Her character is Dame Edna Everett. No, okay, like Lady, yeah. Yeah, yeah like okay. Lady, Lady Edna. She was a, an exaggeration of Melbourne housewives who became <laughs> like a comedy sensation for much of the 20th Why century. Why do we like, know this? Which is right, never exactly. a thing I should ask. There's no, it's there's just no it's reason. Who we are. But there's no reason for that to like be in our purview. Yeah. What is wrong with us, Travis? But yeah, Australian comedy icon Dama. But why but like the answer to like why do you know this is like the same as like why was she in fucking Ellie McBeal? Uh did you guys know that um uh the City of New York University City University of New York uh, has a television ser- uh, station, CUNY. so it's C U N Y TV. And I, as scrolling through the, this reading about the Australian <laughs> television star, was uh, like, yeah, "I'm course. sorry, they have a program called what in Australia?" Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> what did this? What did this Wikipedia page just call me? Yeah, it's like, can this? Can it get more Australian? I can't than that? say it because I live in America, but Stephen can say it because they live in Ireland. <laughs> But yeah, what? Otherwise, this episode is yeah, they're a wedding, and then everyone's saying goodbye to Allie, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. and there's a big party at the bar they always go to, um, and Barry White's there as a as a birthday. I mean, as a wedding present. I if I was at a wedding and Barry White started singing, I would lose my shit. And yes, uh, I, I I don't mean it in like I that would he'd lose be undead. my yes yes I don't mean <laughs> I would lose my mind because the dead speak. Or in this case, a sing. He only he died, died a year like after this. The next this. year, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, she I keeps seeing the ghost of her dead why. boyfriend. 
of her dead love of her <clears> life <throat> that it seems like she'll never get over. And also, she was in love with Robert Downey Jr., and the season was supposed to be spent with <clears> her <throat> and Robert Downey Jr., but unfortunately, some stuff was going on in Robert Downey Jr.'s personal life, and he I was, was going to say, treatment. is this when Robert Downey Jr. is in the peak of like why he's not in movies? Because he was yeah. this is doing a lot of then. coke. Yes. Yeah. This is this is RDJ huh. uh, at like at rock bottom. Well, I guess in his opinion, rock bottom maintains is uh, home for the holidays, a film he does not remember being in, and gives a very normal performance, not <laughs> coked out of his brain. Um, very normal. It's a bit of yes. a pun, isn't it? Uh, when, court when order, drug treatment, fired from the show in 2000 and 2001 because of drug charges. This is when I'm like aware of who Robert Downey Jr. is. Um, and then, yes, he uh, and, and uh, now gets sober. kids love him because he's Tony Stark. Yeah, he gets yeah. He, yeah. No, actually, the kids love him now, Stephen, because he's Louis Strauss, and they can't get <laughs> enough of him. They love a petty king. Yeah. <laughs> what, so what's his role in Oppenheimer? Um, oh, have you still not seen Oppenheimer? Ah, uh, yes, I have seen it. I just didn't yeah. remember that guy's name. Yeah, yeah, no, the yeah. kids, yeah, that the kids on the streets, is... they see him and they chant Strauss, 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 Strauss. <laughs> They're all trying to destroy each other's lives over perceived slights. Um, He's so good in that movie, and it's a shame. Against them. It's a shame he might lose the Oscar to a Riverdale actor, even though that guy is amazing in that movie. Who who is it? Is it JP? What? Who is it? It's uh, Charles Melton, who plays Reggie, Reggie. in May, December. Reggie 2. Oh, the second Reggie. Yeah. This is fun yeah. because I know for a fact earlier this year on this podcast, Stephen claimed to have seen this movie already months before it no, did come out. No, I, I, didn't see, I didn't see the movie. I saw the movie available to be watched on an airplane. But you didn't also because it didn't come That's out until two weeks ago. That's probably true. It was only available on uh, just a different movie, on, just a, on Aer Lingus just or whatever. Yeah. Just, a, just a different <laughs> that, movie with that guy in it. I'm sure it was just a different movie with that guy in it. Wouldn't that be a wonderful release strategy to do? Like <laughs> premiering on, <laughs> premiering exclusively on on United flights or whatever, is before a very, having a theatrical run. A very weird it thorny like film. Something fucking Paramount would do, and you're like, Paramount, what are you doing? <laughs> Just put it in the theaters. No, that's not a Paramount move. That's a Warner Brothers move with Zaslav. Yeah, we canceled right. this film, right. but actually, we sold it to an airline, Available and you can only, only see on it. You can only finally. see it in flight. Booking my and it was flight brave. so I can finally see Catwoman or Batgirl, whatever it was. It was Batgirl, yeah, just... Batgirl was the one that has been canceled and buried, and uh, Coyote vs. Tunes thing yeah. is the one that's maybe being sold. Uh, but yes, no Robert Downey Jr. And no Lucy Liu at all, which is a shame because she also rules. Um, and no John Bon Jovi, who is also on this show for some reason. That's weird, and I didn't want to talk about that part. Um, just because <laughs> bon I had nothing to say. What's his real name again? His real name is John Bongiovi. Bongiovi. And bon what's his son's name? Bongiovi. What is John Bongiovi's son's name? Isn't there wasn't there like a series of jokes about his son's name? <laughs> his last name uh, is just one word. That's that's what that's why yeah, it's like his funny. Son's name is Jacob Hurley Bongiovi. Okay, maybe it was just oh, maybe he's just dating someone and everyone was like, What is going on? Uh, is this uh, is he named after two characters in Lost? Is that why everybody thinks it's funny? <laughs> 
Oh, he's Millie Bobby Brown's <laughs> partner. And so, yes, it was meet Millie Bobby Brown's partner, Jake Bongiovi. And everyone was like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, and that's, yeah, when America, that's, what that's when America learned that John Bon Jovi is John Bon Jovi. That bon, yeah, that it was just made to look more easy to, to spell yeah. and pronounce. That's what it was that I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, and then uh, everyone sings and dances, and then she leaves, uh, but not before she is given a necklace with part of the made with part of the Twin Towers, I guess, or something like that, from Peter McNichol, who uh, was apparently in love with her. South of us. He gives her a necklace and said something yeah, about 9-11 when he gave her the necklace. Yeah, I missed, I missed that, but it was 2002, so people were just doing shit like that. Yeah, every television show had to address 9-11 and stuff. She was past. moving to New York, but everyone was it. like, it's so dangerous now. We missed, we missed two episodes earlier where they snort, you know, a piece of the World Trade Center. They just have, they're just having a bit of a wild time. And that's why Robert Downey Jr. got fired. And what did Sean McDermott say? <laughs> What did Sean McDermott say? He tried to inspire the Bills by bringing up the 9-11 attacks as, like, organ- an organized and executed effort. Like, I don't know. He wants Josh Allen to be Muhammad Atta or something. Okay, I wasn't really clear. I just knew that he said something about 9-11. Is really... I can find it. It's in the fucking No, it's chat. not important. We have, like, okay. three minutes left before Steven has to go. So... Yeah. Does, do you have any final thoughts on... Yeah, Allie McBeal. Watch an episode. Do it. It's fun. Have a nice little time. Also, what what I thought was interesting about this uh, is that I've read about feminism. Um, it'd be cool if it still existed, but it doesn't. Um, <laughs> Allie McBeal killed Allie it. McBeal. Feminism. Thinking of <laughs> yeah. thinking of trying it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it'll come back, but it's been dead for what a couple decades. Um, well, you know, it, it, com- it comes back every now and then, uh, Barbie brought it back. Um, well, yeah, so that was Allie McBeal. <laughs> Steven, what do you have for us next week? I'm giving you a choice. Again? <laughs> <laughs> a sadistic choice. Would you, <laughs> a sadistic choice, hero. Um, <laughs> my hero. <and>, uh... <laughs> We're doing Defoe over here. Uh, wow. The co- and, and the connection between those two things is the lighthouse. Um, <laughs> and the boy. Uh, so would you rather watch a show that we all definitely remember, but easily 95% of the world would be like, what are you talking about? That's or that a show that, or, 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 or a show that a huge swath of the population knows a ton about, but I think none of us really have watched. We do that a lot. So let's do the, the first yeah, one. Yeah. First one every day, baby. In that case, we are watching the secret world of Alex Mack. Uh, <laughs> many people remember this. Um, I didn't watch this show, I mean, so I could take the. Okay, maybe yeah, I'm but, wrong. But, but, but everyone, everyone in our age group remembers this show, yeah. and no one else. If you reach five years up or down, people are like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I think I made a Travis, reference to this recently, and was it? It flew over the heads of a lot of people that are two years younger than me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, because people don't know about this show. Travis, tell me everything you think you know about Alex Mack starting now. 
Well, Alex Mack was the starting center for the Browns. You knew I was going to do that. Sea World of Alex Mack was about, <laughs> it was like a show that was on like Teen Nick or Snick or whatever it was called at the time. And it was about like a girl in high school who has the ability to like turn into like liquid and like ooze around. I don't know what else. That was just the main thing. Commercials like, look at this, look at this girl. She she be oozing. She's showing and up in places time. she's not supposed to be. You should have committed to the bit that you were doing and spent the whole time talking about former Brown Center talking and about Atlanta Falcon Center. Browns. Yeah, yeah. Alex Mack. See, that's the thing, right? Because at that point, when we had a center named Alex Mack, I was like, "Isn't that the girl who is goo?" And people would be like, "What are you talking? What are you talking about?" And get ready for that conversation to happen a bunch more next week. Thank you for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, as you know, cannot be bought or sold. We just rely on uh, you know our friends and loved ones and such. Uh, and included in that group is Matt, who uh, does wonderful work week in week out. And, uh, Stephen, can you bring us home? It's a necklace with a piece of the World Trade Center. Sorry, that's the funniest thing that happened in the, <laughs> in the whole show.